podcast is brought to you by the internet, a revolutionary system of tubes, wires, and yes, even nodes, which connects the world and democratizes information. Just kidding, Facebook and Google own your ass. And now here are your cybernetic hosts, Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg. Hey guys, I'm Jen. I'm Allie. This is Two Girls, One Podcast. You may be wondering, who the fuck are these people? Why are they in my ears? Fair questions. So we actually have a comedy show in New York City called Blogologues, where we perform internet text on stage. So everyone asks, oh, is it a YouTube video? It's not. You have to get out of your house, shut off your computer, and come to a theater. It's crazy. So we perform Reddit threads live on stage and Craigslist posts, but we'll do something out of the box with it. We'll turn it into a musical number. And on this podcast... We'll be speaking to some of the most fascinating people we met through researching our show. So just a little warning, friends and neighbors. The internet, you may have heard of it. It's a little raunchy. So this episode, and, you know, to be honest, most of our episodes, they're a little NSFW. What does that stand for, Ali? Not safe for work for the newbies. Thanks for clarifying. If you are at work, I just recommend popping in those headphones. Make sure they're plugged in because I definitely have thought I had my headphones plugged in and right, they were. Right, the whole office here's Jen's porn. So please plug them in, pop them in, pop and plug, pop and plug, plug. No, plug and pop. Plug, plug, pop, play. Plug. Try not to say plop. But anyway, we've spent a lot of time on the internet. I think everyone has spent a lot of time on the internet, but we've probably spent more time on the internet than the average human, and we have found all kinds of things. I just realized recently, like, I don't use incognito tabs. I just discovered that incognito tab was a thing, like, last week. Are you being serious? <laughs> I'm dead serious. How well, did I know you discover we've it? Talk about, we've talked about, like, I've heard incognito tab before. But you, you thought it was, like, a but figure of speech? But I thought it was, like a special thing that you could like download or do when you want to watch porn. But you didn't realize it was just like on your browser. And then and you, yeah. I just saw it the other day and I was like, oh, we're in incognito mode? Yeah. And I think you were there. You were like, yeah, Allie. But yeah, I just started using it too. Matt, what about you? Do you, you use incognito? You, you thought you had to download an well, incognito we tag. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get it because as much as I spend too much time on the internet, I, I'm not a porn watcher, which yeah. is fine if you're into that, but I've never like downloaded porn and I thought that's what it was for. But here's the thing with our job, we look at what's essentially porn almost every single, we should have known. I think the real <laughs> thing is that we're always looking at crazy stuff on the internet and we work out of a co-working space. So yeah. like I'm looking at stuff on the internet, dick pic pops up, there's yeah. a guy working on some kind of financial model behind me and I'm like, hey, yeah. sorry about the dick pic, I'm just working over here, you know? Yeah. We do. We found a post on Craigslist this week for a multiracial gangbang. Diverse. Yeah. And it talks mm-hmm. about how, you know, they're looking for members to join our gangbang team, but just so you know, the focus is interracial, multiracial gangbang. That's right. If you voted for the a-hole with the yellow hair, you're not a good fit. That's what it says. Yeah. <laughs> for verbatim. this group. <laughs> I think it's important to focus on diversity yeah. when you're having a gangbang. I think it's totally so important. Yeah, I agree. I think diversity is important at all times, but especially during gangbangs. Yeah. Because you don't want to get bored. Well, exactly. You have endless options. It could go on for days. As I mentioned earlier, I have never actually watched porn, and that's serious because... Wait, never? Uh, I haven't watched, like, internet porn. I've watched okay. very little porn in my life. VHS. Okay. Yeah, so I found, you God, like my find, brother will murder me if he ever listens to you this, found but bad I found or, yeah. my brother's porn and watched it to be like, oh my God, when I was like 10. But yeah. like, I don't know, 
know. I mean, I'm into the real deal. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah. like, I'm not really into the porn. Like, yeah. I watch it. And I'm just like, oh, that looks awkward and uncomfortable. It is. You know what was really distracting once? What? I went to this gay bar <laughs> with some friends. And they were p- playing hardcore porn. In the bar? There were, like, four or five dicks. And you're just zooming in on the dicks. And they're all being jerked off together yeah. towards each other. So just ma- imagine like a gaggle of dicks. Yeah. You can't even see bodies. Like so it's it was literally like a, just zooming like aerial view. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. It was like, like a sports bar setup, like multiple TV screens. Multiple TV screens. And we're in a gay bar and everyone's like talking and chatting and laughing and drinking. And I am just staring at the screen. I'm like, I can't look so away. So it didn't phase anybody but I you. I can't look away. People were trying to have conversations with me. I was like, what? What? I don't. I, I'm just yeah. It yeah, was overwhelming. That sounds really distracting. Two things. I mean, it was great. Yeah. Two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gaggle is the correct terminology. Thank oh. you. <clears throat> Thank you. I was gonna say bevy. <laughs> the bevy of dicks. Gaggle of dicks. A dickle of dicks. You can't just make up terms. These are scientific. No, terms. you can make them up. I'm gonna say dongle of dicks. A dither. A dither of dicks? I don't know. I think that's not a quantity Dithering measurement. Dithering is though. different, though. Like, you don't want to dither with those exactly. dicks. Exactly. I think it might be a verb. Yeah, so I don't even know how we got here. But Tentical Matt had porn. a second thing he wanted to say. Yeah, what's number what two? That? You wouldn't put straight porn on at a normal bar. Like, that's... Would Listen, not. the gays you, have got it going so. on. They're okay. keeping it real. They're like, this is what we all want. This is why we're here. Mm-hmm. And it's on the goddamn screen. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. Yeah. When we were researching information for our show, Blogalogs, we were looking for a fan fiction piece. Mm-hmm. Does, do our listeners know what fan fiction is? If not, Google it. But um, no, it's when when people <laughs> yeah. take their favorite characters stories and characters. stories. And they merge them together, usually in a sexual way. Right. They but write it might just new be a story. stories. Not always. Yeah. Not, not always. always. They are uh, sexual and non-sexual. Some of them mm-hmm. are totally tame mm-hmm. and delightful. But yeah, it's characters that already exist and writing them into new stories together. So what's the craziest fan fiction we've ever found oh. or performed? Easy. So uh, Hitler goes back in time and meets Jesus and then fucks him. Actually, does he fuck him or does he give him a hand job in chapter one or yeah, something? Yeah, I think that's is that fan fiction or is that... It's is real that, life. that real? It's historical yeah. revision. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Revisionist history. Revisionist history. You Based on a true story. It's an alternative Based fact. <laughs> um... So that was interesting. Allie found this piece years ago. Years, years ago, ago. And I was like, this is gold. And Jen was like, it's too offensive. I was too offended. And we weren't sure how people were going to receive it when we put it on stage. We receive finally, it? Yeah, that's just what I like just the said. Holy there were so many meanings to that Christ. word. Um, so we put it on stage and it got a sort of a mixed reaction. Yeah, it was delightfully right? mixed. Like some audiences went nuts and some audiences was like crickets. And I was like, holy yeah, shit, but I'm a Jew. I'm dressed as Hitler right now. I was Jen's dressed as Jesus. Dressed as Jesus. <laughs> this isn't going well. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Look, we're risk takers. We are. Right. But if you want to Google Hitler Jesus fan fiction listeners, it's actually five chapters and we only perform chapter one. Right. But what's really amazing is that later they have a baby together. Oh, I didn't realize which, that. Which is interesting because that yeah. means there's actually a little bit of mpreg in there. Yeah. Male pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the is fan fiction community. or this is the the true, the real is history? The real, this is what's in the Bible. Okay. God, I've just offended so many listeners. (laughs) So the Bible says that Jesus and Hitler have a child together. And then in later chapters, God joins and stops gravity for a while so that they can do crazy sex stuff. Why don't we talk about today's show? Today, we're going to be looking into the looning community and we'll be speaking to two lunars. What do you think looning stands for? Is it about the moon? Then it would be mooners. No, every time like oh, every lunar, time we say lunar. lunars, I think of L-U-N-A-R. L-U-N-A-R. Me too, me yeah. too. A-E-R. Uh-huh. What? 
There's a bird called a loon. Is it short for saloon? Are we bringing those back? I'd go to a good old saloon. You know, I like my whiskey. You do. You do. (laughs) Um, That'd be cool. Like people that only fucking like saloon bars and bathrooms. Fucking in saloons. Saloon fucking. (laughs) All right. So we'll tell you. We want to tell you real bad. But But we got to take a quick break for this uh, commercial message. Damn it. So on my 10-year anniversary in New York City, I went to the doctor for an annual checkup, as everyone should, and I was told that I have a vitamin D deficiency. And I thought, well, isn't that stupid? I live in New York City. Obviously, I have a vitamin D deficiency. Turns out I'm 90% rodent. Anyway, so I started taking vitamin D, and then I started taking all kinds of vitamins, but it's definitely super confusing when you go into the drugstore and you have no idea what vitamins to get. So we wanted to tell you about TakeCareOf.com, which is super cool. You go on the internets and you fill out a little health survey and it recommends vitamins for you and tells you what you should probably be taking. And then it sends you a monthly box. And within that, you actually get little daily packets, which is super cool, very cute packaging. And all you have to do is take your vitamins every day. That's it, super easy. I think everyone should do it. I don't know why you wouldn't. So go to takecareof.com and get a personalized recommendation. Use the offer code 2G1P with numbers 2G1P and get 50% off your first month's order. You are welcome. And now a real customer review of Tuscan Whole Milk. That's right. A person spent hours, perhaps even days, clickety-clacking this text into a website known as Amazon.com. He always brought home milk on Friday after a long, hard week full of days. He would burst through the door, his fatigue hidden behind a smile. There was an icy jug of Tuscan whole milk, one gallon, 128 fluid ounces in his right hand. With his left hand, he would grip my waist. I was always cooking dinner and press the cold frostiness of the jug against my arm as he kissed my cheek. I would jump and smile lovingly at him. He was a good man, a wonderful husband who always brought the milk on Friday. Tuscan whole milk, one gallon, 128 fluid ounces. Then there was that Friday, that terrible Friday that would ruin every Friday for the rest of my life. The door opened, but there was no buoyant greeting. No cold jug against the back of my arm. There was no Tuscan whole milk in his right hand, nor his left. There came no kiss. I watched as he sat down in the kitchen chair to remove his shoes. He wore no fatigue, but also no smile. I didn't speak, but turned back to the beans I had been stirring. I stirred until most of their little shriveled skins floated to the surface of the cloudy water. Something was wrong! But it was a vague wrongness that no amount of hard thought could give shape to. Over dinner that night, I casually inserted, What happened to the milk? Oh, I, uh, I guess I forgot today. That was when I knew. He was tired of this life with me. Tired of bringing home the Tuscan home milk one gallon, 128 fluid ounces. He was probably shoveling funds into a secret bank account, looking at apartments in town, casting furtive glances at cashiers and secretaries and waitresses. That's when I knew it was over. Sometime later, he moved in with a cashier from the food mart down the street. 
And as for me, well, I've gone soy. We're back. <laughs> we made it. We survived We're that here. commercial break. Uh, and we hope you've been thinking really hard. Really long and hard. About what looning is. What is it? What is it, Alison? It's balloons! Woo! It's delightful! <laughs> so You we can't did, see, but balloons have fallen from the ceiling. They just fell from the, the sky, studio. and then I orgasmed all over them. <laughs> so, that was a joke. I'm wearing clothes right now. Or am the- I? Nobody knows they can't see us. <laughs> She's fully clothed. So, we discovered the looning community. I don't remember what we were Googling. I think you found it. I what found were you it. looking at? No. Huh. I think someone told me about it. Someone was like, was oh, blogologs, you have to looning. check out Lunars. And as we were looking into Looning, one of the first things that popped up, very top of the Google search, was Lunars United. It's a blog for people who have balloon fetishes. I think it shares lots of information about it. That's right. Um, and we also, we learned about the couple who runs Lunars United. They also have a company called Balloons United, where they sell balloons all over the world to people who have a balloon fetish. So we have extremely exciting news. We reached out to them. They agreed to talk to us weirdos. And we have them on the line right now. We are about to speak with Jan and Maggie of Lunars United. Straight from Germany on Skype. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> We're doing great. How are you? We're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We're better now that you're here with That's us. so true. <laughs> Very kind of you. So we want to know everything. Uh, We want to know how you got involved with the looning community. Can I also just say that I love the term looning? Okay, (laughs) yeah, it's quite a funny word, right? It's great. So how did you first discover that you had this interest? Like, tell us everything. It's uh, it was born in my early childhood, I guess. This story is similar to so many other lunars I talked to. So as a kid, I was really afraid of popping balloons had to uh, avoid birthday parties and balloons around me just scared the shit out of me and i was terrified that people might pop them i remember having a fear of like i do too. Like the moment it pops right but avoiding birthday parties i mean they've got free pizza you know <laughs> <laughs> and ice cream i tried to join them of course but i i remember leaving the room once or twice when it comes to some balloon games or anything and some mean kids started popping balloons. At some point this fear turned into fascination and when you get into this age where you started to um, yeah, experiment with your own sexuality, start uh, to jerk off the first time, somehow balloons uh, appeared very attractive to me. Well, you really turned that fear around. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You should tell everyone that. What are you afraid of? Just masturbate to it. You'll be fine. So then, Maggie, how how did you discover this for yourself? Yes, um, before I met Jan, about, I don't know, 11 years now ago, now, from now, um, I never heard anything about this fetish before. When I met Jan um, and we were together like one or two weeks, uh, we lied in bed after having sex and um, he started a conversation like, oh, what are you into? What, what are your preferences? And I was like, what do you, what he does want to tell me right now? And I was like, okay, what, what are your preferences? And it, suddenly he started struggling 
and um, couldn't couldn't talk right away about it. And I was like, okay, I started to get worried, and I was a little bit afraid what he of might what I might say now. And um, at some point, he was like, okay, I just said I'm into balloons, and I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> this is it <laughs> for me. This was. Absolutely no big deal. I couldn't understand why why this was so hard for him. I was like, okay, this sounds fun. How how does this work? Were you so relieved? Because it sounds like you were really nervous and you could have been about to say anything. So I'm just like imagining the tension is building in the room and then you finally get to balloons and your girlfriend's like, okay. <laughs> okay, totally different and whole new world uh for me, it, for me, it was a really big thing, and I was uh, I was ashamed at this point. Okay, I was it was it was years ago, and I was way more insecure. And uh, Maggie Maggie's reaction definitely shamed, changed me. Before me, he had a girlfriend, and he told her for the first time, and she didn't react that well. Yeah, so she was shitty, <laughs> pretty shitty. She wanted me to <laughs> to stop it, to quit it, to never talk about it to never think about it difficult stuff if you really have uh, have a fetish for something so lunars united seems to be about the opposite of shame uh, you say that you want to give people a voice and a choice um can you talk about uh, why you started uh the company that you have and the blog we started first with with our balloon shop balloons united because of a simple reason we weren't uh, satisfied a lot of shops which offers yes. balloons specifically for, for the lunar community. So this variety of balloons. What's the difference between what was already offered and what you guys offer? I just didn't like the the style, the style, the, the whole yeah. Yeah, the whole image of, of this uh, this lunar community. And so we thought we make it we make it better. You can you can look through this shop even if you are lunar or not. So um, you're not like shocked if you see I don't know, a naked girl uh, bouncing a balloon or something. So we get, we get so much response from the fetish community and the lunar community. So we thought we have to start something else aside from Balloons United, which can show all the content we want to, to publish as well. And that's, that was uh, the main idea for, for Lunas United. Yes. And um, for the blog. We, we showed our faces from the beginning. We talked about the fetish. A lot of lunars also have problems talking about it in an open way. I, I didn't understand it, this, and I wanted to change this a little to give people the opportunity to to write us and to talk about it. I, I just want to know: do you do you have a concept of how large the lunar community is? If you talk about an active community, um, I would say say a few thousands. But I know we have way more customers at at Balloons United, then I would say we can see in the lunar community, in the active lunar community. So I think it's it's bigger than most people imagine. It feels like it's growing. So Jan, you discovered this very early on in life. And then at what point did you discover that there were other people who shared this fetish? Actually, I was searching for balloons on eBay, I think, maybe with the, with the hope to see some product pictures with... Uh, beautiful woman with balloons or something. So I stumbled upon an auction on eBay for a DVD with balloon fetish videos. And this turned my whole world around. I was so overwhelmed about the actual fact that there was somebody else <laughs> with the same interest 
This was a really big deal for me to see that I'm not the only one. As a teenager, were you ordering lots of balloons to your house? Not really. I was uh, afraid that my parents could find out. So I was just going to the grocery store or something to buy some small ass uh, boring <laughs> lame balloons. What makes a balloon boring and lame versus super exciting? For me, it's it's definitely the size and the quality. So the typical birthday balloons you find on uh, every corner is, is boring for me. doesn't get me going. It has to be at least, I say, 16 or 20 inch. And everything up from that starts to get interesting. Uh, what about the color of the balloons? There are some colors which are more popular than, than others. Maybe like feminine colors like purple or pink or something. The pop culture around you can influence your color preference as well. We, we noticed that our customers from uh, Japan actually prefer colors like pink, orange and yellow. Yeah, yes. and this was something Jan said before, orange, nobody likes orange. I was so. absolutely sure no one likes orange balloons. I, I, I Hey, that makes sense because of Trump. I'm on board. Nobody <laughs> likes orange. Nobody likes the orange man. <laughs> I've just alienated so many listeners. Wait, so what, what are the American preferences? Do you know? Pretty similar to our European preferences. I would say the most popular color is crystal purple. So crystal shiny jewel purple color crystal colors in general because they are more rare and i would say crystal clear so you can see through and black also because it's a very unusual color for a balloon can you talk a little bit about the ways that people like to enjoy balloons oh there are so many ways <laughs> <laughs> yeah there are different groups i would say of lunars like the poppers the non-poppers the semi-poppers uh, or the people who just like to watch Others having fun with balloons and never experience something themselves, blowing them up until they pop right in front of your face, which is an absolute crazy feeling. <laughs> Sitting on them, bouncing them, stepping on them. The non-poppers, most of them, maybe also like Jan, Jan have a huge fear of, of, the, of a bursting balloon, of, of the sound. You know, you have to imagine you have a sex toy and suddenly it's gone. So the, really disappointing. Yes, so the pleasure is also gone. That's like when my batteries run out, you know? It's a, it's a big downer in this case. It's pretty different. Also, the people who like to surround themselves with balloons a lot in their, in their everyday life. So they have them lying around or decorate their, their room with it. We use them more as an actual sex toy. Use them and then get them away. Also, this, this popping term. For those who are afra maybe afraid of the pop, they don't get the kick out of it doing it themselves, but they enjoy watching others pop it. So if you watch lunar videos in the, on the internet, it's mostly about popping balloons. But Jan, you don't like them being popped, right? Yeah. So that's so interesting. So what if you, you, know, you finally reveal that you have this fetish and your partner is like, oh, I love popping them. So you've got two community, they're like kind of at odds with each other, right? This could be a challenge um, because because this whole popping thing is also has also a lot to do with, with, with power and control, I think. And if you have one partner who enjoys popping and the other who is a little afraid, it's, it turns into some, some power games where the one partner can tease the other really, really hard. Uh, with just the the threat of popping the balloons, so this is can be a, a kick as well. Matt, 
Maggie, when did you realize that you also shared the fetish? At first, we just tried it, and um, over some years, uh, we included balloons uh, into our sex life, but not every time. I just thought about about the whole balloon fetish thing, and how I thought about me, and I was like, can I imagine a life without balloons as a sex toy in my life, even without Jan as my partner? And I was like, no, I, I can't do that. If I... If I'm having a new partner or something, I have to continue balloons, uh, continue having balloons in bed sometimes. I started realizing that I'm also really into this fetish, balloon fetish thing. But I also think uh, that I'm not quite that into it like, like Janis because I'm not, I don't have this, this childhood related experiences. So for me, it's, it's more a sex toy which gives me much pleasure, um, which I sometimes want and sometimes not. <laughs> so Jan, how thrilled were you when Maggie like was totally came around? <laughs> I, I, I thought it was, uh, yeah, how lucky am I? I, I knew before that uh, this is serious and with, with, I, can, I can imagine sharing my, my whole life with Maggie, but I also knew from, from bad experience in the past that my partner at least has to uh, accept and to tolerate my my preferences so i wouldn't i didn't want to uh, to hide it in a relationship though so this was very important to me but to see that maggie actually enjoys the whole thing herself uh yeah what more can you dream of i just feel like a pretty lucky guy because i i i see that so many other people in this community uh would love to to share at least a little bit of it and a little bit of that time with their partner and um, their fetish together. And it, I, I see that so many people have to, have to struggle with that. So I'm just pretty grateful. Are there any ways for Lunars to meet who are interested in dating? Are there any particular apps or websites? I don't know any. You know, um, funny, uh, Luna just asked me the same questions uh, and emailed it to me like a few days ago and I, I didn't know what to say. That's why I, I thought maybe we should do something like dating site as well <laughs> <laughs> or include it into Lunas United or something. I think in the US, the site FetLife uh, is a, is a yes. sex online sex community which is very popular over there and I think... There are a lot of Lunas organized, but the majority, I would say right now, or at least I have the impression, are male Lunas. So that's difficult <laughs> if you're not gay. If you're into women, um, to connect with a Lunar woman is pretty rare, I think. Why do you think there are more men than women in the community? I don't know. I, I don't want to generalize. Uh, yeah, to generalize, but I often get the feeling if there's anything like a fetish that is more for some some object or some action itself. I think this is more a male thing. Now, I have a theory based on nothing. I have no actual science to back up what I'm about to say. But I think that men are encouraged to explore their sexuality from a very young age, whereas women from a very young age are told that it's a shameful thing. So I think that men are more free to figure out that they even have these fetishes. That's my theory based on nothing. That based on nothing theory is pretty solid, I think. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> now you have 
this company is it full time? Yes. Yeah, we wow. we have surprised ourselves. So we <laughs> we started this uh, three about three years ago and um, started it as a hobby. We had uh, just a, a small closet as a warehouse. Yeah, we we used it uh, for our shoes before. Yeah, this was, was like, this was our beginning. This was it. And then we we launched Balloons United, and it really took off. Um, first, I quit my job. Then one year later, Maggie quit her job. So Congratulations! That's that's pretty that's pretty cool. And now we're about to hire our first employee. So obviously, the site's pretty public. How, how have your friends and family reacted? Because they must know you're doing it full time, right? Yeah. Of course, at the at the beginning, I I behave like like this shop was a good business idea because I, because I originally came from the event industry and um, I thought <laughs> this was a perfect match to sell balloons. I know events, so let's sell balloons. This was my story. I told the people. Yeah, we changed. had to find ourselves. Yeah, yeah this changed pretty quickly, and then we told. And honestly, everybody's pretty cool with it and thinks it's extraordinary i remember one situation uh the phone ring or rang, rang. the rang. phone rang <laughs> and uh jan's father called us and he was like oh, oh i saw something on the tv did you heard of lunas before maybe this might be some customers of yours or you can <laughs> sell them to them and it was like yeah <laughs> so this is pretty it what we are doing right now <laughs> but um i don't know my parents um i'm not sure if they exactly know what we're doing that this is really fetish related because my parents are really conservative They're catholics um, from poland yes <laughs> and we we don't or we didn't talk about sexuality in general that much. Also in my childhood, we never talked about it. Um, so I think since we, we're doing this for three years now, um, I, I think they know, but they don't talk about it with me. Since the community is so small, are you fairly well known within the community? And what sort of feedback are you getting from other Lunars about the website and the company? Uh, I would say we're pretty much well known. Yeah. We um, ask about uh, autographs, and uh, lately I, I sold a calendar of mine um, because we we also get extremely, extremely great, extremely lovely feedback from the people that they appreciate this so much what we are doing. They really write us that we changed their lives all because of our blog or of what we're doing they opened up to their partner and this is so great for us yeah this is pretty unbelievable sounds a little cheesy yes or <laughs> I, I shouldn't sound arrogant or something but no. we because we we really appreciate that we get so great response and great feedback that that's also a big thing that keeps us going. Yeah, it's an honor for us. So what is your dream for your company and your community? What is your like pie in the sky goal for it all? <laughs> oh, wow, that's a tough question. <laughs> this is a really tough question. We, our goal always was to be able to make a living out of it. The dream to, to be self-employed, to work for ourselves. Now we recently have achieved this, so not in, in the way 
that we think that's something we can get rich with. Um, that's not it, but we can we can live from it. So this was our goal, and now that we have achieved it, yeah, but I I don't know what what should be next. So well, get thinking. It's a good point. Much more important is my mission. Um, that that's Maggie has more of a mission than me. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, the tables have turned. You started this. I know. And now Maggie's running with it. Yeah, Maggie took over. Somehow, <laughs> somehow Maggie took over. I'm, I'm, just, I'm stuck in this, in the, in the business stuff too much. So Maggie is the innovative part and and the one with the mission. Yeah, you know, for me it's important that people who have such a fetish don't stand in their own way away or that they start to to respect themselves to accept this fetish and that they open up i always think about jan jan's behavior when he, he wanted to tell me about about his inner thoughts about his fetish this was also a goal for me that people who are stuck in this little closet of thinking i don't know can try to open up and if if there's only one one people or one man or woman person. one person who who would do so this is all a win for for me thank you so much Jan and maggie for joining us today you're so welcome thank <laughs> you very much thank you very much what a pleasure <laughs> thank you for listening <laughs> and now a real estate advertisement entitled an unconventional offer for an adventurous homeowner in vancouver british columbia from the website where everything is real craigslist.org do you own more than one property do you have so many rental homes with no mortgage payments yet you still feel unfulfilled have you always wanted your own dinosaur? Now is your chance, my friend! In exchange for one of your properties, I will be your personal dinosaur for one year. The type of dinosaur is negotiable. I will make realistic dinosaur sounds, eat what the particular dinosaur eats, and maybe even sit on a fake dinosaur egg. I am well-educated, fluent in English, and dinosaur can play several musical instruments and have no outstanding warrants. This is the only way you will ever have your pet dinosaur and the only way I will ever be able to acquire a house in Vancouver. Serious offers only, please. Thank you. It's weird that that person posted an ad for free on Craigslist, but then also bought advertising on our show. I guess to like amplify. I don't think that's weird. No. First of all, as we've learned from this podcast, nothing is nothing. weird. Nothing. Right. But also, you know, if you pay a little, get a lot, you know, pay a little advertising fee, get a whole house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to get going, but uh, we should tell the listeners how to get in touch with you. All uh, right, guys. If you want to keep in touch with us, my Twitter handle is Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D. Tweet all your questions about this episode or my personal life and I will respond. My Twitter is Junebugger, J-O-O-N-B-U-G-G-E-R, and I will also respond. You can also email us at 2G1Podcast at gmail.com. I hope you realize what that stands for, Two Girls, One Podcast.
And last but not least, you can call us We're, we have, on the telephone. We have a phone number for you. It is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. And if you call that number, leave us a voicemail. We might play that voicemail on the podcast. Old school radio style. If you leave us an awesome voicemail, we will play it. But also, we really want to encourage you, if you have some kind of community or interest or lifestyle, please reach out to us and we'd love to interview you. <laughs> How do you mic drop with these mics? Don't, yeah. Please do not drop the mics. They're very expensive. <laughs> if you had fun, share this with your friends. Send it around. Uh, Everyone you know. You can find this podcast wherever you find any podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Google. The Googs. Host a listening party. I think that could be fun. Yeah. We'll be there. So every time you share and tell a friend, it really does help us out. But also, as you heard today, there are a lot of people out there who feel like they're alone in their interest or fetish or whatever it is, and you're not alone. So please share it and spread the word. And thanks so much. See you next week. But by see, I mean... Talk to you. We won't see you. We can't see you. But I bet you're beautiful. We trust you're there, though. Are you there? God, it's me, Mark. to new episodes of Two Girls, One Podcast one week early. What is this sorcery? Just download the free TuneIn app and fire up Two Two Girls, Girls, One Podcast to get fresh episodes one week before your loser friends. (laughs) Your friends are so lame for being one week behind. I know, right? Wait, what's the catch? There's no catch. TuneIn lets you listen to awesome podcasts. Like ours. One week before anywhere else. Absolutely free. Whoa, dude. The next episode of the show is probably already there. Yo, this is some freaky time traveling shit. I'm going to listen to next week's show so I can find out what we're going to say. Technology is weird. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.